Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. In this next chapter, we're finally introduced to young David, who Samuel is going to anoint as Israel's um, rightful king and future king, even though Saul is still continuing to serve and will serve for many more years. So let's read now 1 Samuel chapter 16. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to the home of Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about this, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I'll show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, Do you come in peace? Samuel replied, Yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, No, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Well, they're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Now the Spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendants said to him, See, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the lyre. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes on you, and you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendants, Find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He's a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. 
Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor-bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. And so Yahweh sends Samuel to Bethlehem to find a new king. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be the king. And so Samuel, I'm sure, was quite shocked to hear this. He himself had been the one to anoint uh, Saul as king over Israel. And although Samuel had announced that the Lord was not pleased with Saul and he was going to take his throne away from him, Saul was still alive. And Saul was still um, in command of Israel's armies. He was still the governmental head of the nation. And so for the Lord to tell Samuel to go anoint a new king, this was really taking his life in his hands. And so Samuel said, Lord, how can I do that? If Saul hears about this, he'll kill me. And the Lord says, okay, here's what you do, Samuel. You take a heifer with you and you tell the people in Bethlehem that you've come for a sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I'll show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. So it's an interesting um, cover story, if you will, that the Lord gave Samuel to use when he went to, to Bethlehem to search for the son of Jesse. And so when they arrive, um, Samuel starts to see the different sons of Jesse, and uh, he sees Eliab, and apparently Eliab, the firstborn, was a good-looking man, and Samuel thought, well, this is certainly the guy. But the Lord says, I've rejected him. And then he goes on to say, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so although Eliab and probably the other brothers, maybe all of them, looked like leaders and potential um, kings, they were not what the Lord was looking for. The Lord was not looking at the externals, the height, the physical abilities, how handsome they were and so forth. But Jesse proceeds to bring seven of his sons uh, before Samuel. And the Lord tells Samuel, none of these guys are the ones I'm looking for. And so he asks Jesse, you know, you've brought seven sons. Do you have any other sons? And Jesse says, yeah, I've got one. He's out with the sheep. And so Jesse had not even thought enough of David to bring him for consideration by Samuel. He has to then send for for young David, who's out with the sheep. And so he arrives and he's brought in. And um, the Lord says to Samuel, rise up and anoint him. This is the one whose heart I've been looking at. And so Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Bible says from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David. And so David is um, anointed. By the way, this is the first of three public anointings for David. This one in the presence of his family only, but 
His family did see it. Samuel saw it, and it was the Lord. The oil was symbolic of the person of the Holy Spirit, who came powerfully on David after the uh, the physical oil was applied in fulfillment of the prophetic word. And so the Holy Spirit departed from Saul and came to David, but at the same time, an evil spirit came to Saul. And the Bible says the spirit came from the Lord to torment him. This was something by divine decree. And so Saul was um, tormented by this evil spirit. Of course, the evil spirit was sent as a result of Saul's sin and his rebellion against God. And so some of um, Saul's attendants said to him, you know, if you find a musician who plays well, it'll help you with this demon that comes and torments you. The, The music can actually subdue the demon. And so one of the servants says, I've seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He's a brave man and a warrior, and uh, the Lord's with him. And so Saul sends messengers to Jesse to bring David, of all people, uh, to come into his service. And so David comes, he enters Saul's service, Saul likes him. And the Bible says, whenever the Spirit from God came on Saul, the evil spirit, David would take up his lyre and play then relief would come to Saul. He'd feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. So just a couple of thoughts on all of this. It's very strange to read that the Lord sent an evil spirit to torment Saul. But we've got to remember that all of the created beings ultimately bow the knee to God himself. If you recall from the book of Job in the first two chapters, twice the devil himself had to present himself to Yahweh to give an account for his actions and what he's doing. So ultimately, uh, not on moment-to-moment commands and directions, but ultimately these created beings must bow to the will of God. And so if the Lord Almighty says to a demon, um, I'm assigning you to trouble Saul, then the demon is thereby assigned to trouble Saul. In this case, it was by a divine decree that this evil spirit came. Uh, This is not without precedence in the Scripture. Some people are shocked to read this, but there are a couple of other instances that I'm not going to go into. But just remember that the demons normally are not under the direct command of the Lord in their actions, but ultimately they must submit to His will. So if He desires something like this, He certainly has the authority to tell them whatever He wants. That's fascinating to me, but in addition, apparently... David was so skilled musically, he was able to subdue demons. Now, I don't know whether to tell you that this is a a pattern that can be replicated in our day or not. I don't know whether an anointed uh, musician could help someone who was oppressed uh, by a demonic spirit or not. It certainly appears here in the Bible that David was able to help Saul. And further, his attendants were aware of this phenomenon being possible Because they advised Saul, you know, find a really good musician and he can help drive the demon away when he's troubling you. And so this um, this approach, you know, we we think of music as being helpful for certain things, for depression and things like this. And some of these things may be demonically empowered. And so um, uh, just giving you my opinion, I won't say that this is a promise that if you've got a a demon troubling you, you go find a good uh, musical score and you'll have relief. But apparently there was um, uh, a known aspect to this among the Jews in Saul's day that this could happen.
And so the selection of the musician is the final bit of irony in all this. David, who has just been anointed to be the new king, is now selected to be Saul's private musician to help him whenever an evil spirit from God comes on him. It's it's totally ironic to me. But Lord, we, we see all of this and we acknowledge that all of creation bows to you. You are the great and eternal creator God. You, Lord God, are the one who uh, commands all things ultimately. But Lord, we also recognize that on a moment-by-moment basis, a lot of these evil spirits are operating continually in rebellion to your will and not in agreement with your will. Lord, we ask that we would be um, uh, protected from the evil spirits, Lord, by your Holy Spirit and by your angelic beings. Lord, we also recognize that you said you look at the heart and not on the outward appearances. Lord, some of us say to ourselves, we're too, we're too old, we're too fat, we're too stupid, we're too ugly, we're too whatever. But that's not what you look at, Lord. That may be the things that people look at. Lord, you look at our heart. May our hearts exonerate us and not disqualify us from the things that you desire us to accomplish in this life. Lord, renew our hearts and give us new hearts where they're needed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.